Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. <clears throat> Welcome back. It's been a while since I posted. A few days, it's just hard to, uh, there's just not always material. There's people who post every day, and it's just not how I roll. So thanks again for tuning in. All sorts of interesting things going on in the world, all sorts of interesting things going on inside of <clears throat> your head, all sorts of interesting things going on inside my head and the heads of others, and everything that's going on in each person's head is sort of meshing with the things that are going on in everyone else's heads, and it's all just coming together in this and demented and twisted media mishmash, much of that media being social media. And the truth is drifting around in there somewhere. And it's really fascinating to witness. And um, I'm just using this experience as an opportunity, opportunity, to evolve as a spiritual being as the result of overcoming the anger that I find arising in myself, uh, mostly as the result of a couple of conflicts. Um, I see uh, recurring conflicts or a couple of recurring conflicts with a couple of people in the social media world. Um, I posted something regarding the governor of Oregon and something that she did, uh, a series of actions actually she took against a business owner and uh, that, that you know really kind of fucked her business over. She got, fu- she got uh, fined $14,000 for opening her hair salon by OSHA and there was there, 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 it was a it was a it, it had multiple layers to it, but it was it, it really occurred as if the the governor herself of Oregon was being incredibly vindictive and essentially mean to this hardworking salon owner. And, and I just posted the article with my opinion. Um, and along with, I also stated that, uh, a lot of people who have traditionally, who are, who are very liberally liberal minded like myself noticing are noticing, um, that there has been an, I don't want to go so far as to say an attack on on liberty, but a a shifted relationship to liberty on perhaps uh, on behalf of the governors of the majority of the democratic states, California included, and and I so I just said something to the effect of if you're one of those people who's liberal minded or has traditionally been you know a, a Democrat and you're noticing these sorts of things speak up and and uh, have you know let your voice be heard don't be afraid now this doesn't it, it's unfortunate because I don't want to be put in the Trump camp I don't want all of a sudden to be associated with Trump or for people to think that now I'm going to vote for Trump or I approve of his phenomenon is his thing i mean the dude's a complete and total motherfucking shitbag um as i mentioned in a previous episode episode he's the archetypal fool is what my theory 
on him is, which, you know, it's not, I don't think that's a provable theory, but fuck it. Um, but, you know, this guy comes in and he basically is just this dude that I like used to party with back in Cal- back in Colorado a long time ago. He's always a cool guy. I thought he's a cool guy, but he just, he just comes in and basically says that this woman who's a salon owner is just a piece of shit and all this stuff. Like maybe she should be doing something else with her time besides giving people tans for a living. He's like, she's, she's, it's like she sprays UV radiation on people for a living. She's fucking terrible, and he just like attacked the fuck out of the post. I almost, I almost want to pull it up right now. I didn't. Uh, moving on to the, I want to come back to the, the spiritual aspect of what I'm looking to address. But why don't we sizzle it up a little bit here? Um, because it was really interesting to to read what this person said. He's like, did she try to get a job doing something, quote-unquote, essential? I doubt it. She she peddles skin cancer, tanning, for a living. Already seems she is less concerned with the health of those around her than her wealth. She seems to brag about the workers not being employees, then laments that they have not gotten anything from unemployment insurance. Maybe she should have saved for emergencies rather than starting her sixth or seventh business. And on and on. I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, I have been working for myself for nine years. It's fucking hard. It's fucking hard to make money for yourself without having a boss. It's way easier to have a boss and to just be a fucking bitch. I'm just, I'm telling you, it's way easier to be a bitch than it is to be your own boss. It's way easier to be a bitch than be your own boss. And I got no problem with people who decide to have bosses, and I'm not suggesting that those of you who have bosses are bitches, <laughs> but seriously, um, and this woman, you know, there was this, one of the reporters was like, well, what about your $2.4 million? And it's like, well, okay, Mr. Reporter, who makes minimum six figures something, you know, I'm not sure what the reporter makes, but you get what I'm saying. Um, like, what, what's, what, what's it to you? Because I've been working for myself long enough. I've been an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, whatever it is you want to call it, long enough to, to know what it takes to make $2.4 million, to know the kind of energy you need to put into the universe to make that kind of money. I also know that I'm not willing to put that energy and that's put that energy into the universe. And that's why I don't have $2.4 million. It's, cause I, it's not because I can't. It's because I just won't. So... There's and there's there's a there's a a particular type of spirit who engages or that engages in entrepreneurial journeys and this woman was one of them. She had like tattoos and she's just a hair designer, you know. And her employees were uh, or a, a hairstylist and her employees were ten ninety nine. That's how that's typically how um, hair salons work. You rent a chair from the person who owns the salon, and that's how that's in part how the salon owner makes money by running their chairs to people who then invite their clients to come in and get a haircut. It's industry standard, basically, right? And so he just attacks this woman. This this is a compassionate, liberal, left-wing whatever. This is one of those, you know, and so this is why I'm drifting away from the that um, sort of wolf in sheep's clothing kind of liberal thing. And this doesn't mean, again, I'm turning into some sort of conservative. I believe in universal health care. I believe in marriage for everybody. I believe that 
human rights um, and the right to exist peacefully as a human being should be protected by the Constitution, all that stuff. All those liberal ideas I completely believe in. Fuck, this is turning political. Sorry if you're not into it. But um, <clears throat> but I, I, I think that uh, freedom of the individual to... It, it's like if you should be protected by the government to... Um, <clears throat> to you know for if you if you're gay and and you should be protected um by the the laws that marriage afford you or the parameters created by the laws that marriage afford you i don't know what i'm trying to say there i think you get it though I'm not wording it properly um then you know you should also perhaps be protected to um in in the way that you choose or choose not to do business now i get we are in the middle of um COVID-19 and there's all this stuff, but the thing about Oregon and there's all this death in, in New York and um, all over the country. And I'm not downplaying that again, as I have to say, but, um, but Oregon, I believe had less than, they have less than 200 deaths total. And you can attribute a lot of that to the strict lockdown, but this woman took a stand, opened her business and she had to make money. I mean, that's that's the thing. She had to make money, and she needed her, and she wanted her employees to make money. And nobody has to leave their house if they don't want to catch COVID. If you don't want to catch COVID, stay inside. I, I don't fucking care. Um, I don't want to catch COVID. I go outside. I wear a mask. I'm responsible. I stay a healthy distance away from people. I go surfing. I come home. I spend the majority of my day at home. I do a bunch of kundalini yoga at night, and I'm obeying, basically, but I was in a store yesterday in downtown Encinitas and I stopped in for some incense, some Palo Santo wood and some sage and a candle. And the store keep, I don't think she's the owner, but the store keep was like, I'm so glad you came in. And I'm like, well, of course. And she's like, did you hear that they, that surf rider opened as a surf shop? She's like, did you hear surf rider opened and the, that somebody called the cops on him and the cops came and shut them down. And there are people whose livelihoods, you know, there's the, the people who own Surfrider, it's an amazing surf shop. They need to sell surfboards and clothing and hats and wax and to people like me who need clothing and wax and occasionally a surfboard uh, so that they can survive and feed their families and you don't have to go in there if you don't want. Now, I'm not, and, and it's, it's really unfortunate that I've, that it's become such that I sound like some sort of fucking asshole who doesn't respect human life for stating this or saying this or taking a stand um, in this arena. And, you know, I get attacked yesterday for saying this now. This is where it gets spiritual, right? Because it's, it's like there's something to learn in all of it. Like, what if I'm not going to give my power away to the circumstances? That means I need to surrender at a very, very, very deep level to discover that all of us are essentially the same. So nobody realizes what they're doing. And this is the point of The Course in Miracles, which I'm constantly referring to. But... Today's Course in Miracles lesson, lesson 334, states, Today I claim the gifts forgiveness gives. Now, if I choose to forgive this person who's saying these, what I perceive to be mean things on Facebook, um, I will get a gift. 
I will be given the gift of peace. I will be given the gift of commonality. I will be given the gift of seeing this person exactly the way I have been perceived by many others a lot of the time. Because I'm known to be a self-righteous prick. I'm, not, I'm known to not be as compassionate as I could be. I'm known for not seeing, uh, thinking things through before I speak. I'm known for getting really emotional like I did when I posted that link and not thinking things through. And so this person comes in from an emotional place, not thinking things all the way through, and does exactly what I just did when I posted the link, which was a video of this woman, you know, sharing her story. And so all of us, should we choose, have lessons to learn amidst the chaos, should we choose to learn them? Now, I've heard it said that if you want to become patient or loving and you ask God to make you patient or loving, God's not just going to say, okay, great, here, now you're patient and loving. He's going to say, okay, here's an opportunity to practice becoming patient or here's an opportunity to practice patience. And in the uh, process of practicing patience, you might become more loving. And that's exactly what this was, the situation with this person. It was like, here's an opportunity for me to be loving instead of fighty. I can be lovey instead of fighty. I can be a lover and not a fighter. I can choose not to attack back and I can just let it go. And I was even trying to think of like some passive aggressive spiritual quote I could use to respond. And it's just like, no, just let it go. Just let it go. And so many of us nowadays are being presented with opportunities to let things go. And I'm not really concerned with the COVID. I'm just not. But I wear a mask. I wear a mask because other people feel safe when I'm wearing a mask. So why would I want to go and obnoxiously not wear a mask in someone's face and have someone experience fear as the result of me not wearing one? And so there's this sort of, is compassion more important or is, you know, obnoxiously flaunting my rebelliousness more important. Now, if there's nobody around, take the mask off. Nobody in the ocean who's surfing wears a mask. Nobody who's going to surf is wearing a mask as they're walking to the surf spot. And everybody's keeping a respectable distance. And I just, I'm not sure where the mass death is in California. I mean, there's definitely been a little death, but it's definitely not mass death. Um, I guess the warmer states have much lower... Um, instances like there's a lot less death in the hotter states so there is some sort of correlation between heat and corona or covid deaths i get the majority of my information i get my like my news related information podcast wise i get it from ben shapiro he seems to sort through everything i think i mentioned before he's branded as this like racist lunatic not my experience of him at all um i've become fundamentally distrustful of the press that is on them that is their integrity, and they will answer to their maker at some point if they are, in fact, not being honest. 
So as far as as I uh, as far as news about the news goes, I go to Ben Shapiro, and as far as news goes, I go to the Epoch Times, E P O C H Times, the Ep- the Epic Times, um, and and ultimately, you reap what you sow. No, I have a friend who's who's basically you know this Christian friend of mine. He's like uh, the people like the the big banks like the macro economy the people who are in charge of the macro economy are paying for their sins it's like they're paying for fucking people over because apparently the macro economy is going to collapse um primarily the first place that it's that he says it's going to collapse collapse as a friend of mine Linnell harris he had a guest on his show yesterday his show's called inspirational perspective i can't remember the name of his guest but you know like economic expert um Linnell doesn't mess around i wouldn't expect he would have an un uh, unlearned guest on his show, but basically, um, commercial real estate is going to collapse because all of these companies all sent all these workers home, and the companies are discovering uh, to, to sent workers to work from home, and now all of these companies are discovering they should have done it a long time ago, and they're self saving millions and millions and millions of dollars. Twitter, for instance, and having people work from home, five thousand one hundred employees saved and or gained $283 million. So you got to figure that they were paying that in, I believe it's, it, it costs $13,000 per worker to you know, rent, a, rent a space. So for 5,100 employees times $13,000 per employee to like house each of them per year, in an office space adds up to $283 million, something like that. Don't quote me exactly. You can do the math. It's something along those lines. I do know the bottom line was $283 million. I'm not sure about those other two particulars, that other particular. Um, but so now all of these commercial real estate buildings that take up major space in major cities, that whole industry is on the verge of collapse, um, very potentially to never come back. And then that is going to infect, uh, infect, affect um, the auto industry because people are going to be driving less or they're not going to be buying cars nearly as often. They're not going to be compute, commuting, which is going to affect the oil industry. And all of these macro economies are collapsing and they're being replaced with micro economies, which is like what I do. Hey, would you like me to support you in creating that business that you always talked about creating? Let's have a conversation. And that's actually the way capitalism is supposed to function. I've got an honest service. I give it to you for an honest price, and you get an honest value out of it. Right? And that's the way it's that's micro. That's the the micro economy is emerging and the macro economy is collapsing. Um, now, is this them paying for their sins? I don't know. You could argue it through an Eastern lens. There's a collective karma that is coming around. What goes around comes around. Right? And COVID is this great big waking up. It's just this great big spiritual waking up. And those of us who are, who are versed in going inwards are sort of reaping its rewards. So I'm going to go ahead and stop there. A little political, a little political spiritual talk. I hope you took something from it. And I'll talk to you next time on the Magic Pisces podcast. Give me a shout. Transform at Magic Pisces. Talk to you soon. Bye.
Good night, my spirit guides, I love you. So good night, my spirit guides, I love you.